1: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA, 100% Australian-owned, with energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. This is Sports Day.
2: Welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. You'll hear Sports Day every weeknight from 6pm with me, Paul Bonza, and tonight Dan Menzel from the Eagles Footy Club. Men's,
3: this is the final hurrah for us. It is. It's our last show, uh, and then David Wiltie and Malcolm Blight will be back on Monday. It's been bonds. It's been an enjoyable. It's nearly five months. We've yes, been, we've been. You've been doing this. Late you've been October. the mainstay of this show, and uh, I've done a fair few shows as well. It's been so enjoyable covering. A lot of different sports. Now, we, we've had the Test Series with West Indies, South Africa, when Australia played against them. Seems like such a long time ago. The Big Bash. We covered the Big Bash, the NFL, the Super Bowl. The 36ers we talked about, the Adelaide Giants and Adelaide United. So I'm looking forward to, at the end of the show today, having a look back at some of the best moments of the summer. Yeah, we'll do a bit of a recap of our favourite moments across the
2: summer. We'll also look at the test match score, and the Aussies are absolutely flying, although Cam Green's just been given out, caught down the leg side. Uh, we'll talk about some golf. Um, Justin Grove, the track manager of Morfaville Racecourse, Adelaide Cup, coming up on Monday. Uh, he's going to come on and have a chat about the track and, and uh, how that's going down there. And, of course, your calls and texts. You can give us a text on 0427 154 166. Or we've just lost another wicket, have Alex we? Carey.
3: Alex Carey out
2: for a duck.
1: And it's ushering twice. This, a beautiful piece of bowling. Wow. Well, well, if you've gone to see Alex the land,
2: Carey, South Australian, has just been uh, dismissed without scoring. So we can give you the score. It's six four
3: three hundred and seventy eight.
4: 378 We have the green audio.
3: And it's just shifted the game a little bit, Bonds. We were completely in control. Yes. Uh, there were about five minutes ago, there were probably only two results that are going to happen in this game. Yep. It was either Australia win the test match or a draw. Look most likely on this pitch because it's not doing a lot at the moment. So it's going to be a tough pitch to bowl on for the Aussie bowlers. But now we're six for 378. If we don't make it above 400, India will be absolutely wrapped and we'll fancy their chances. Uh, Alex Carey out sweeping again. Um, but let's get into the
2: show. All thanks to Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Thirsty at Char Time. Explore our ready-made signature drink range inspired by Char Time fan faves. Sports Day SA. You're
3: On Cruise
5: 1323 and 1629
2: SA. So the current score, 6 4, 378 Australia. Kawaj is still there, 162 not out. And Cam Green made his first test century. He was out for 114, and he was out just like this.
5: Ashwin into Green, who looks to sweep, goes down the leg side. Oh, given! Right. The partnership has been broken. It was a loose ball down the leg side from Ashwin. He went for the sweep. We've not seen that in his entire innings, and he must have got a tiny little feather in the much maligned KS Borough. Has taken a smart catch,
3: moving to his left.
2: Bit of a serve to Barrett on the way through there.
3: <laughs> yes. Uh Cam Green, 114. Uh sweeping just isn't a thing for the Aussies over there in India. Bonds it doesn't work. We've seen that. But um, 114, he'll be wrapped with that. He, that's his first 100 he's made for Australia. That's yes. his first century. So to do it over there in the Indian conditions, 2-1 down in the Test Series, um, that's a moment he will never forget. Incredible partnership Cam Green and Usman Kawaja put on. Uh, they came together when the score was 170. It was four wickets down. They put on more than a 200-run partnership. 378 runs was when Green went. So 208-run partnership has really set up the Australian team and we are in a really nice position here. You'd love to see Uzi go on and make that double century. And then I would expect if, expect if that's the case, we will declare when that happens and uh, and have yeah. a crack at the Indians tonight.
2: Yeah, look, there's still uh, Starks in now. And, and if if the tail can stay with Kawaja, get them to,
3: like you said, around around about that 450 mark,
2: um, it's going to be pretty hard to chase down.
3: Yeah, it will be, absolutely. And uh, we, we've already taken up 130 overs. So... It's uh, it's going to be late in day two when uh, India get to the crease. So if we can bowl them out uh, under 300, then then we're every chance to win the game. But otherwise, the draw certainly at this stage looks the uh, most obvious result. You never know in India, though, with what can happen to the pitches. You,
2: you never know. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, you want to talk about the cricket, you want to talk about the golf that's on, you want to talk some footy, text in 0427154166 or give us a call, 1-300-736-736. Men's, uh, one of my favourite golf tournaments on. I spoke about this a little bit yesterday, but the Players' Tournament is on, and um, this happened today
1: at the Players'. To the 17th we go, Hayden Buckley, his first crack
4: at the Island Green.
1: Yeah, I was... Starting on the left side of that tee box to really give myself a chance to throw it out right of that flag. Use that slope. Oh, he it's a to oh, oh, my God. And we have a hole in one. I am so sorry for my squeak. Holy cow. Buckets for Buckley. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, the little squeak of excitement from hol- the female commentator. Holy
3: cow. Holy cow. How about cow. that? Uh, just for raw and honest uh, commentary there, Bonza. Is incredible. It's uh, it is a great tournament. You talked about it. TPC Sawgrass is a um, a really nice course in America. And uh, Chad Rami is leading. Yes, eight under. Uh, Colin Morikawa, one golfer that you really liked. Uh, yes, is I looked seven at him under. seriously
2: before the event.
3: Yeah, seven under. And the Aussies,
2: uh, Aussies, doing okay. So Minwoo Lee's four under. Cam Davis is three under. Harrison Edicott, who most people would never have heard of. Yeah. Um, He's two under. Jason Day's two under. Adam Scott is even.
3: So. Yeah, so we're going all right, the Aussies. Uh, if uh, there's a there's someone who's thereabouts, uh, tied six in four under, who Scotty Scheffler's nicely placed. So he'll be every chance from there as well. And Rory McElroy had a bit of a stinker. He's four over.
2: Um, I want, just wonder if the pressure of this week leading into this tournament, tournament all the meetings and the talk about – uh, new tournaments, invite only next year. I wonder if, whether that's all come crashing
3: down on him and and it's just uh, got to him and he's just, it's all gone to his head. It's interesting because he was the heavy favourite and uh, he's currently tied 118th. So mm. you would think tomorrow that if he has any chance to make the cut, uh, he's going to have to go... He's going to have to make up at least four shots, which will be tough against all the other golfers as well. And he's effectively, he's 12 shots behind after round one. So yeah. there would be some sort of comeback. I don't see it happening. But, um, yeah, Morikawa, Morikawa looks really nice. Scottish Sheffield looks good. But uh, Minwi Lee, four under, is nice as well for the Australian. Yeah,
2: very good, the young Australian. The 17th green at Sawgrass, if you haven't seen it, most people would know about the 17th. But if you haven't, go look at it. It is an island green surrounded by water. It's uh, – and you're hitting to this. And, and the professionals, like, maybe you know, out of the whole field of 100, 100 or so players, there might be, you know, maybe six or eight players that miss it. Um, but there is a YouTube video going around where they've just got
3: average golfers. yeah, And there's about six players who hit it.
2: Yes. <laughs> everyone else is in the water.
3: It's, uh, it is an incredible hole. It's up there with – when you think about the best holes in golf, waste management, the 16th, the party yes. hole. Uh, your TPC Sawgrass, everyone would remember have seeing this one with the island. It is an amazing hole. The Masters has a few as well, so certainly some of the best holes in golf.
2: Now, mates, have you seen the surface at the MCG at the moment? It's just sand.
3: It is. Um, look, it's a very interesting talking point leading into the AFL season. Uh, there's been a bit of chatter about it. They have mentioned that they've had two years of planning with this to get this right, and they know what they're doing. Well, I hope that they know what they're doing because they are cutting it fine. A
2: million-dollar resurfacing a week out from the season, two Ed Sheeran concerts and a heap of rain. And, they would look, yes, they were planning it, but to turn that stadium around in a week and replace 70% of the grass,
3: uh, I, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's a risk. It is a big risk. It's a real challenge. It sounds like it could be not dissimilar to Mourn Team Oval last year, Bonds, after we no, – uh, I don't think of anything like <laughs> <laughs> that was Team. Yeah, that was a disaster. Off, off the back of some extremely heavy rain, yes. which is what they – it's hard to forecast that. And so is, yeah. that's where they could get caught out. Um, but uh, four AFL matches there next week. That's just, right. Four games. It's not like they've just got the one game and then another week to prepare. There's
2: four games across the weekend, starting Thursday night, obviously, Richmond and Carlton. Um, time for a bit of an Adelaide United update. The football is here with a $40 family pass available to the Izuzu Ute A-League men's. T's and C's apply. The Reds take Sports on. Sports
5: Day oh. SA.
2: Oh, technical issues. That's all right. It's, uh, Sammy just pressed a button and... That's okay. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just keep going. Uh, Reds take on seventh place. Jets tomorrow in Newcastle. Uh, United coming off a very impressive win 4-2 over league leaders. Melbourne City, weren't they great? It,
3: it, the offense for Lady United has been incredible. Like we've had, and I mentioned this the other day, that we've had more than 10 shots on target in our last six games. Uh, yeah. And we are scoring a lot of goals. It's uh, we're, we're a great team to watch at the moment, which is credit to Carl Veer and that team. Yeah, it certainly
2: is. Uh, are you going to the... Adelaide Cup on Monday? Uh,
3: it's not in the plans at the moment. Uh, I would, You've got a bit of a sore foot, so it's probably not. I've got a few other things on, but um, it's certainly something that uh, Oak Bank's talked about all the time. Yes. About how good that is. And the Adelaide Cup is starting to really get some traction as well, which deservedly so. There's some um, great horses that race in that. And uh, the 3,200-meter race as well is the same distance as the Melbourne Cup. It certainly
2: is. And – Justin Grove is the track manager at Moorferville and we're going to speak to him very shortly. Oh, just It'd be nice to speak to Justin just to know the preparation leading into such a big event, how much prep goes into the track, um, what, are they, what else do they do, how much time, like how much forecasting do they do looking to this event, when do they start preparing. So we'll ask uh, Justin all those hard questions and um, I'm sure he's got all the answers. Wouldn't
3: he? Yeah, you'd have to have the answer. It would definitely be across. So the other one I'm probably interested to ask him is where does it stack up in comparison to the other races? We know the Melbourne Cup is the race that stops the nation; it's the biggest race in the land. Um, the same distance, the Adelaide Tab Adelaide Cup. Where does that stack up in comparison to the Everest, the Cox Plate, uh, and the coverage that it'll get? So I'm very interested to talk to Justin and throw some of those questions at him.
2: That's next on the summer edition of Sports Day It's our final show before Wields and Blighty. Uh, Back on Monday, you can be part of the show as well. Text in 0427 154 166 if you've got any questions for Justin or you've just got any questions for us. Back soon. The
1: award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA, 100% Australian-owned, with energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. You're listening to Sports Day. Welcome back to the
2: summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonds are here. Dan Menzel over there on the other side of the desk. And it's our last show, the summer edition, the final show of the summer edition. But don't don't worry. On Monday, Blighty and Wieldy are back. So David Wieldy, Malcolm Blight. And I've just been told, men's, that on Wednesday... Exclusive. They are going to have Maddie Nix... The Crows coach on Wednesday's show, next Wednesday, Sports Day, 6 p.m., Maddie Nicks on the show.
3: Wow. Lucky that uh, they're both bullish on the Crows this year. And uh, they will be able to ask Nixie some good questions that led into round one. Yeah, absolutely. GWS looked pretty good uh, in the did, preseason they? games. And uh, a few people are high on the, on the Giants. So taking them on. In round one, away from home, will be a really good challenge. So they'll have some good questions for him, no doubt.
2: Before we get to Justin Grove, can you give us a cricket score, please, men's?
3: So Australia, 6 for 385. Uh, Kawaja still there, 165 not out. Mitch Stark has just gone to five, not out. So, again, if we can get another 100, I reckon we'll declare, put the Indians in tonight, which will be enthralling cricket to watch. Our next guest is brought to us by the 2023 TAB
2: Adelaide Cup. gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Sports Day SA. We will, we will rock you. On Cruise 1323
0: and
5: 1629
2: SENSA. Justin Grove, the track manager of Moorfordville Racecourse. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA.
6: Thanks very much. Lovely to be here.
2: Now, first up, I want to ask you about the condition of the track leading up to the Adelaide Cup. Um, how's the preparations gone? And, and basically, what's your overall role to, to get the track up to scratch?
6: Yeah, the uh, track is in absolutely superb condition. Uh, we had 11 mil of rain this week, so that really helped, and a couple of cool temperatures overnight. So we're in a really good spot, great density, colour's good, so it's going to be great racing on on. Monday, the public holiday.
3: So, Justin, what's the greater challenge for you? Is it the rain? Is it when it's bucketing down? Or is it we had a 40-degree week or 40-plus degree week a couple of weeks ago? Is that more of a challenge?
6: Oh, look, for mine, it's it's all challenging. But we've got some really good plans in place with our surf management plan. So as long as we stick to them, uh, we're, we're in a pretty good place. So we, we know when it's going to be hot, so we make sure we get our wetting agents out and their and nutrition right. And then also when it rains, we make sure we get some penitents out there to to push the water through the surface. So, yeah, So um, as long as we're on top of our plans, like anything you do in life, um, we're always in a good spot.
2: How many staff do you got working down there, working on the track?
6: Uh, currently, we've got 13 staff. So, um, But we've got two racetracks that we look after and, and six training tracks as well. So there's a fair bit of land to look after out there. So all and up, we've got 15 hectares of grass tracks that we look after as well.
3: So we know that when we watch the races, it's either a good track, a soft track or a heavy track. How much... I guess, do you guys put the onus on we need a good track or is it soft tracks are high, heavy is a disaster? How does that
6: work? Oh, look, Mother Nature dictates everything that we do. So we aim to get a, a really good four. So that's that's our aim in, in our industry. We try and get that good four, uh, making sure that that's, a soft five is pretty good. That's It goes between a soft five and a soft four. So that's what we aim for. Um, and obviously, if we have a lot of rain, then the heavy stuff comes into it. But as long as our preparation is good, then we try and stand that soft five and, and good four range.
0: Is
2: your role also a, about the track surrounds and making, I guess, the public area look as good as it can possibly look as well?
6: Yeah, so my team we look after. We've got ninety hectares on on uh, on our site, so as part of what we do, we've got all the surrounding gardens and ornamental lawns that we we maintain and, and you know look after daily. So our team do a really good job of what we do, and. um, and no person in our team is, is better than the next. And we make sure that we all, we'll achieve the same goal at the end of the day. And we, we, we go home and we've done a hard day's work.
3: So, Justin, in terms of challenging, um, we hear about, obviously, groundskeepers and golf courses. You've got AFL I, I, grounds. We talked about the MCG just before. Then you've got your racetracks. How do they compare in terms of the challenges?
6: Um Quite similar. Um, I've come from a, a curating background, being at Adelaide Oval for a, a many years, and also at SCG. Um, so I've been used to the, the football and cricket surroundings with with concerts and all that sort of stuff. But you know, we've got 500 kilo athletes that go on our track every single week. So we're one of the most heavily raced track uh, race courses, um, with events um, over the year. So we race 44 times. So you know, we've got these big athletes that are you know 500 kilos plus um, ch- tuning up the track every week. So. Yeah, it's got its challenges, and, and but you know you've got your different things with each sport, so it's um it's great. Uh, I really enjoy the turf, so it's um it's a good challenge all up.
2: How many uh, people we expected to get there at the Adelaide Cup on on Monday?
6: Uh, look, we've done really well with our sales, so all our corporates uh, are sold out. So we're looking, you know, five six thousand plus. Um, they're still available we're still available online to uh, and, and also walk ups as well. So we'd be loving, we'd be loving to hit ten thousand if we can. We've got some great entertainment and um, a lot of uh, festivities for, for all the patrons that come along.
3: So, in terms of the race, it's 3,200 metres, uh, the exact same distance as the Melbourne Cup. How does it stack up in comparison to your Melbourne Cup, your bigger races on the calendar?
6: Oh, look, this is one of our biggest ones. It's like our grand final of the year, really. Like, it's, you know, Adelaide Cup. It's, you know, it's not the race that stops the nation, but, you know, we, we've, we've got a public holiday for it. Um, we've got some really good trainers that have come over. We've got some great jockeys as well that have, have joined the field this year as well. So, you know, Jamie Carr's trying to go for two in a row, so that'd be fantastic as well. And you know, a South Australian it would be great to, to see. Uh, a good South Australian win the with the race as well. So
3: then on that is uh, who's your selection?
6: <laughs> oh, well, I haven't looked at the field too much, um, but yeah, you can't go past the. You know, sometimes you just like to back the jockey. So I'd like to see Jamie Carr get up from it. Uh, personal point of view, but also uh, we've got a really good local trainer, Ryan Balfour, uh with uh, Buskins Ballard, uh, with um, Alana Liberty riding that one as well. So a couple of couple of locals would be great to get up, but um, look, it's going to be a great race, uh, tracks in good nick. So we're, we're looking forward to it. And it's going to be great weather for the day too.
2: Justin, congratulations on all the work you've done. I'm sure it's going to be a magnificent event. And thanks for joining us on Sports ASA.
3: Thanks very much. Thanks, Justin. He talked about uh, Jamie Carr there. Persan is the favourite at five bucks. That is, the, ran in the Melbourne
6: Cup, that horse. Yes. So, uh, yes. That's, that's and,
2: the one. and you can live it up at the 2023 Tab Adelaide Cup Monday. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. And we're all here thanks to the award winning Kia Sorrento and Lumo SA, Aussie owned, made for South Australia.
1: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorrento, Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA. 100% Australian-owned. With energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. You're listening to Sports Day.
2: Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629. SENSA. Paul Bonser here with Dan Menzel in our last segment for the summer. Men's this is it. We're wrapping it up. We're going to look back at uh, the fun we've had over the summer. It's been great fun. It has been.
3: We've had some. Uh, we've had some great fun. We've covered some really cool events, which uh, which we've been very fortunate to do. And uh, looking forward to talking about a few of these now bonds and um, how they played out over the last five months. Uh, let's get to it. But before we do, let's get to the cricket score. So Australia seven for three hundred ninety one. is still there, one hundred sixty nine not out. Uh, Nathan Lyons joined him at the crease. He's yet to. Yet to score, but uh, Kawaja 31 away from a crucial and um, just a a massive double hundred. So let's hope he gets there. And what's your highlight of the summer? You can text in
2: 0427 154 166. Let us know what was your favourite bit. All thanks to Toolkit Depot, your Trade Pro partner. Toolkit Depot is your one stop shop to get back on the tools.
4: Sports Day SA.
5: Cruise thirteen twenty three and sixteen
2: twenty nine sensa. Now, men's over the last week or so, we've been looking at the best bits of our summer and we're trying to come up with a, a basically a top ten of what we thought were our best bits and what we enjoyed the most. And um, it was pretty hard, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, it was. There, was. there was a lot of again in summer. You touch on so many different sports, which I loved. We got to we go to America, and you talk about NBA, you talk about NFL. Uh, you, the, obviously, the cricket is on here in Australia, but you've also got the baseball here. Uh, the soccer is on. The basketball, the NBL, there's plenty happening. So let's jump into our, our top 10, I guess. Well, the first, uh, number 10, the first one is
2: he's become our man, and his name is Spencer Johnson.
0: Being backed in helps. Like, uh, I went up north, and um, folks like Uzi and Manis and the coaches up there were really, I guess they – You you feel valued up there, and um, now I've brought that back down here and um, obviously having a bit of success for South Australia, which is nice as well, Uh, but it's just sort of that confidence that the the players and coaches have, um, I guess, given me.
2: And that was him talking about, I guess, he went up to the heat and he got a bit of confidence. They backed him in, and all of a sudden, he is the next rising star of Australian cricket, all because he came on this show.
3: He really is, and we're absolutely <laughs> claiming in Bonds. Uh, he is in the Australia A squad, yes. which is great to see. Um, he is uh, on a really nice pathway, a really nice trajectory up, Spencer Johnson. And so while we're on cricket, let's get to number nine and let's stick with cricket. And uh, we had a really good interview with Ryan Harris.
5: which That was my previous job, um, to do
3: that, Take take –
5: uh, you know, up-and-coming uh, guys probably just out of the under-19 setup. up um, the ones we sort of thought that were going to be potential um, state players, um, hopefully down the track with Sharan players overseas to to India and um, you know, I think I went to at Sri Lanka. Um, That's that sort of dried up a bit now. They don't even have a the old cricket academy, if, if you remember that um, the cricket academy's not existing anymore and, and the states have sort of played a bit of a role in that. They and And, and, and I still think there's a there's there's, there's, a, there's a spot for, for, for an Australian like, cricket or whatever you call it. it. Used to be used to be called the National, um, NCC or National Cricket Centre, or the NPS, National Performance Squad, and we, we'd take players away um, to do that. That they don't do that uh, anymore. In saying that, for the first time in a, in a long time, um, England Under 19s are actually here playing at the moment against Australia. They, they played two four days, which ended up one game apiece. piece. Um, they're playing their third one day today. Um, and they're playing a T20 on Sunday. So, and then we're reciprocating that we're going back there in August, which I, I just think's unbelievable.
2: Uh, we spoke to Ryan about uh, basically this was after the second test, and Australian cricket was in turmoil. And he, and we asked him about you know maybe sending our young players to get experience playing in those conditions and playing in England. and
3: Yeah, yeah like an academy sort of uh, set up. And it's no surprise, Bonds, that as the tests have gone on, our batsmen have gotten better because they have gotten conditioned to the conditions. Correct. They've adapted. Uh, they've learned what doesn't work over there in India. And so by being able to get players over there – Um, when they're in their formative years, then it means that they're able to uh, develop those skills needed for for Indian conditions.
2: We built a few favourites over the summer, and one of my personal favourites is Gemma Barsby, who is the captain of the Scorpions and the Strikers, and she has done an amazing job. It's an adopted state for her, but she is so South Australian, even to a point where I was commentating one of their games, a WNCL game, and I walked out with a cap on, and she thought I had a Queensland cap on and not a South Australian cap, and she had a go at me. I said, "No, it's a red cap." <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, they they had a magnificent tournament. They won the WBBL. But let's have a listen to Gemma talking about Megan Shoot. Now, Gemma, your uh, shooter came out today, and she said that she wants to play the Heat, and we'll have a give you a listen to what she said.
0: I'd love to say I'd take it as it comes, but I'd love to beat the Heat. Um, <laughs> they're, they're a team we enjoy beating, and we should have won the other week back in Adelaide. So, for me, it would be very sweet um, to for the Heat to beat Hurricanes, and then and then we smoke the Heat. That's that's my dream.
4: What are those teams,
0: you know? Um, individually, I actually quite like them all, but collectively, they're just um, a yeah, bunch of different people. Um, <laughs> so, when they're out in the field, the way they play their cricket, it's a bit arrogant in my opinion. So... Um, And generally in cricket, we don't really like arrogance. So, um, yeah, we'll try and bring them back down to earth.
2: Now, Gemma, you used to play for the Heat. (laughs) (laughs) Were you arrogant when you were at the Heat?
0: Yeah,
7: it's an interesting one. I guess you'd have to ask um, other people that. Yeah, it's not until you kind of step out of the side and um, see it from an opposition's point of view what what they actually think of sides.
2: (laughs) Gemma Barsby, an absolute superstar of the women's game.
3: Raw honesty there too, Bonds, which is not what you get that often when you have interviews with players. So uh, I love that call of their arrogance. What's number seven, my friend? Number seven, we went international. We went global for this. We did. We covered the World Cup, which was on uh, in Qatar, and not just covered it, we actually went to Qatar and caught up with Jared Walsh live from Qatar.
0: Well, the first experience, as soon as I say that I'm Australian, they say... Australia, so do you know the Ken Farmer medalist in Daniel Menzel? And like, <laughs> absolutely. So it's easy Brilliant. to make an association, and then they're like, hold on, you also know sports broadcaster Paul Bonzer. So that's how I make my kind of in to the fans. But, look, it's, it's a weird one, boys, because I feel like I'm in the World Cup bubble over here. Um, so I'm just embracing everything for what it is, but speaking to a couple of people who – have been to previous World Cups. Yes, it is different because, look, we're in the middle of the desert. There's not much to do on our down days. There's only so many desert safaris you can do and walking around and having a look at some local markets. Um, What I love is walking around and seeing so many people wearing the colours of the country. And I feel that football or soccer, however you want to call it, is unmatched when it comes to patriotism. When you are supporting the sports, you can really see so many different cultures. Just to give you an understanding, I'm staying in an apartment block with a ground announcer representing every country competing in the World Cup. So I'm actually getting to know all of these people. And it feels like our own kind of little World Cup. The, the no beer thing, yes, it's having an impact on some fans. But I also think if that's your biggest concern in life, you've, you've probably got another conversation that you need to have if you're relying on alcohol to have a good time. It's different. It's absolutely different. It's definitely going to be one of these experiences that we look back on and go, wow, remember that time there was a FIFA World Cup in Qatar? But I don't want to get bogged down in all of that. I just want to embrace everything that's beautiful about the world game. And we've seen it, you know, we saw what happened with Argentina. The story about Leo Messi, um, Cristiano Ronaldo last night, uh, our time with Portugal. There's so many little stories bubbling along where you walk around and, yes, it feels like there is a World Cup happening. So uh, I just encourage everybody to embrace it for what it is because it's such a beautiful time that happens only every few years.
6: Jared Walsh.
3: And now uh, he's on SCN. He is on SCN Breakfast, live from Qatar, that was. It was a world away, Bonds, and he still uh, found it uh, good enough and funny enough to actually bring it back to South Australia and mention the Ken Farmer and yourself as well, which was pretty funny at the time. It was funny. Um, And it was just great catching up with him and talking about everything that was happening in Qatar. And obviously Argentina went on to beat France in that uh, World Cup final.
2: Now, one thing we developed over the summer was Sanford uh, sample Tuesdays and AFL Thursdays. Yes. And we spoke to a lot of players uh, from Port, Crows, other teams, and right through the sample, and we'll get to the sample a little bit later, but at number six, our six favourites top 10 summer hit was Ollie Wines on about rediscovering his form.
7: Yeah, no, it's, it's a year that I was really disappointed with off the Brownlow year. I think, um, for myself holding those high standards was, was the priority and, um, Despite what I sort of did off the field to to maintain myself and keep myself in the right condition, I just couldn't execute on game day as I would have liked. So um, it's a little bit about getting back to the basics for me of of what makes me a good player and what my role is, which specifically revolves around stoppage and in in contested situations. So um, I don't have to really worry about what happens outside, outside those situations in terms of trying to do the flashy running plays, that's not in my DNA. So just getting back to what works for me and what brings my best footy out um, yeah, will be the priority.
3: Only Wines there. And uh, again, some real honesty there, which is great to hear about how he wasn't happy with his season last year and uh, that he's got a point to prove in season 2023 and from there, we're going to go to number five, Bonds. And uh, this was, um, I loved giving, uh, we, we named it Men's American Sports Update. we did. All
1: around
3: <laughs> Sammy Fantasia at his best. Yes, shout out there for the audio. And we talked about the NBA. We talked about the Major League Baseball. And uh, a big one that we mainly hit on was the NFL which SEN covers every year. Yes. They do the Super Bowl, um, which is brilliant. And uh, we talked about uh, how that was going. Uh, my Philadelphia Eagles looked so good all year uh, until, unfortunately, they lost the Super Bowl. But um, great just to cover that and talk about your Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum, yep. having an incredible year. I think that American sports are starting to really take off here in Australia and a lot of people are really keen and interested and have their own team and Love chatting about that uh, and and who was going well. And, uh, yeah, teams that weren't going so well. So it is great to chat about the American sports. Yeah, it is. Uh, Mentioned AFL Thursday. Sample Tuesdays, I loved because we're obviously
2: closely involved with the Sample and we had someone from every team. Some incredible guests. Yes. Yeah, incredible guests. We had Aaron Young. We had Joey Sinal from the Eagles. um, And we had the big man from the Norwood Footy Club, Harry Boyd.
7: Yeah, I reckon I had a probably about five to ten seconds of uh, feeling sorry for myself. I remember thinking something along the lines of, gee, it's a, a lot of hard work to come second. Um, but then I guess straight after that, someone gives you a pat on the back and goes, time to go again. And uh, Fortunately, we kicked we one. I think Josh Richards kicked the first of those three. And once uh, Ben Jarvis put that ball through and it's under a goal again, you just think it's anyone's game. And um, yeah, and then obviously Matthew Panoff steps up.
2: Tell us about the Matthew Panos goal from your angle. Uh, where were you when he kicked it? And uh, could you tell off the boot that it was going through?
7: Uh, look, I was fortunate enough to be at the uh, the stoppage, so I've got a lot of probably uh, over-the-top praise for my hit-out. I just tried to hit it <laughs> in the most dangerous area, I and uh, you I'll claim it, though. But, um, sure. And then, uh, look, Knopf uh, has done the rest. We're taken a slight deflection and um, of someone. He's picked it up, and... I think, to be honest, I didn't really have much time to think about if it's going through or not. Everyone started screaming and, um,
3: yeah, it was just chaos. Jack Odie medalist there, Harry Boyd, uh, talking about winning the grand final for Norwood this year. Had the best seat in the house as well on that Matthew Panos goal. He flicked it over the back and got to watch him and would have been in disbelief that it actually came off. So, Unbelievable grand final. If we get a sample season, anything like we had last season, it's going to be must-watch. It will be. And some massive guests there that you can definitely go back and listen to on the podcast. Um, we had some really good guests there. And so that was number four. At number three, yes, we went to our AFL Team of the Year, uh, which was selected by myself, you picked one, and Twig Rawlings as well. <laughs> Thanks for giving me one, guys. Uh,
2: yeah, so Twig picked the back line, you picked the centre line and the forward line. And, uh, yeah, the Team of the Year. And, and here it is for you. Start with your back line. So the back line is Luke Ryan, Stephen May, Tom Stewart. And the half back line, Braden Maynard, Darcy Moore and Christian Salem. All right, so this is the centre line that men's picked. Hugh McCluggage, Marcus Pond and Pelly, and Callum Mills. And the ruck division of Max Gorn, Christian Petrarca And Clayton Oliver. And you put Paddy Cripps on the bench. Let's have a look at the forward line. At uh, half forward is Shai Bolton, Jeremy Cameron, Toby Green. And the full forward line, Isaac Heaney, Tom Lynch and Charlie Cameron. And on the bench, one
3: Dusty Martin. The moment has come for you to pick (laughs) the 22nd player on the...
2: Yeah, you guys did a really good job. Bench. You picked 21 and left me one guy. So it was really easy. I just went through the whole list and picked no. I, I have picked Nick Dacos as the best young player in the competition. And I think his flexibility, he can play anywhere on the ground except maybe Ruck, although he could probably do that too. It's a
3: pretty good team if I do say so myself. It once. is
2: a very good team and would beat every other team in the AFL. Uh, all right, number two, men's. Um, we became... Massive baseball junkies over the summer, didn't we?
3: Yeah, I mean, I've been a massive baseball fan for a long time, but I was not a Australian baseball fan, if I'm honest. And uh, this is something that I quickly realised is it's great to get along. It's a cool atmosphere. They do it well. And we got an opportunity to go down to the Adelaide Giants. We got in the batting cages. We had a hit. Uh, we missed a few as well. <laughs> And we got a pitch as well, which was really cool. So the opportunity that the Adelaide Giants gave us um, was incredible and uh, we couldn't have imagined that the season was going to go as well as it did as well. Exactly right. Uh, they got on a 12-game winning streak.
2: and uh, They won the Claxton Shield the first time for 43 years and then we rang Nathan Davidson the day after.
1: You had the MVP on-field, Geordie McConnell, who has been the MVP off-field uh, since post-game celebrations began. Oh, I can hear there's a bit of raucous well, in the background. There's a bit going on back there. Who's that?
0: There is a little bit. They're, they're totally aware that there's some interviews going on, that's for sure. And uh, <laughs> I, I think Geordie might have the, the daily double. He might have been oh, the best on nice. and off the field. So it's a big wrap for the leader, but leadership's a lonely place. Someone's got to do it, right? <laughs> that's
3: it.
0: Um.
2: The GM of the Adelaide Giants, Nathan Davidson, obviously a star of the Australian Baseball League in his own right. Uh, but fair to say they had a pretty good time, the Giants.
3: They did. They celebrated like a team that hasn't won it for 43 years. So it was an incredible experience. And uh, if you can, get along to an Adelaide Giants game next year. Uh,
2: no, okay. The, our number one team. I guess most important moment, our special, our favourite moment. Most memorable moment. Most for memorable mine. moment yes. of the summer. Sam, can we have a drum roll, please? It is the Adelaide Strikers chasing down a record chase.
0: He drives He's done it. <laughs> through cover. He's done it. Matt Short brings up his 100, and it's the biggest chase in BBL history. They're throwing beers here at Adelaide Oval. Everyone's on their feet. It's a chase for the ages. Matt Short left nothing out there. He's a 100 not out in one of the great team 20 innings you'll ever see.
3: It was incredible. We did the show last night from... Adelaide Oval. So we got to experience the game. So the Hurricanes came out and made four for 229, which was Hobart's highest ever Big Bash score. Matt Short, in his first game as captain, decided to bowl first and put them in. I mean, how would you be feeling putting the opposition team into bat in your first game as captain? And they make 229. It was Some unbelievable batting. It was one that uh, was not a good start for our bowling attack. We talked about it on the show yesterday that the Strikers bowling has been hit for far too many runs in the past four or five games. And they came out last night. They bowled really poorly again. They fielded poorly. It just looked like one of those nights we were going to be no chance in this game. Yeah, so they needed to go at better
2: than twelve and over. Generally, you'd say, okay, if you're doing it for five or six overs, yeah, okay, that's that's doable. But across the whole twenty overs, the highest score that Hobart have ever scored, and it would be and now is the biggest run chase in, a, I guess, a, a Premier Twenty T Twenty competition. Yeah, thanks for that, Bonds. Uh, it was a, it was. It, we were still up and about the next day, weren't we?
3: Yeah, th- this was one of those moments. This is one of those remember where you were when. Yes. And if you're an Adelaide uh, sports fan and a Strikers fan, you will no doubt remember this. It was the 5th of January. We talked about whether we stayed here in the studio or whether yes. we go to the ground to Great do decision. the show. And we made the decision to go to the ground. And I will never regret that. We also made the decision to stay at the game because it looked like it was gone for all money. And uh, one of the most incredible sporting experiences that I've ever come across, and uh, it was incredible that we covered it.
2: It was. So there are our top ten uh, Sports Day SA Summer Edition, uh, the best bits of our summer, thanks to Tyre Power Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Wow! good. Sports Day SA.
5: On Cruise 1323 and 1629,
2: SENSA. Mans, so we haven't got long to go, but it's it goes without saying that we can't do this show without the guy that sits outside
3: this studio. Can that, we? That's correct. And we're normally pretty structured on this show, Bonds, with how we do this. Um, but uh, to Sammy Fantasia, a huge shout-out for what he has done for us. Sammy, come in. Come in. We're we going to get him in here. We're going to get him to join us. You can hear the golden tonsils of Sam Fantasia. Before we leave for our last show.
2: Uh, Mike two, I reckon.
4: Yeah, that sounds about Oh, right. there you go. Hello, boys. Hello. Look, we, we just
2: Hello, wanted business. to get you in. So, so one, everyone can hear who you are. But also to thank you for your summer. It's without you, this show doesn't happen. So thank you, mate.
4: Oh, thank you, boys. It's been an absolute pleasure. You've been a joy to work with. You've made it a seamless transition from Blighty and Wills and um, – they should maybe watch out during the winter as well. <laughs> Jeez, there's a lot of love in this room at there, the moment. There is. What,
2: what's your favourite moment yeah. of the of the summer?
4: Uh, getting some CC and dries. Jaime <laughs> uh, Gomez uh, voucher on your boys' last day, which is just absolutely. It's it's very kind.
2: It's, it's been good fun, though, it hasn't has.
4: it? It's been a lot of fun. Uh, there's been some really good interviews. I think that you boys have really helped carry and steer the ship throughout the summer months, especially. Um, jumping onto Cruise 1323, which has been very, very exciting for the station.
3: Uh, We got down to the Adelaide Giants. How'd you go in the batting cages and uh, pitching as well? Awful.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I've got bung shoulders. So I reckon I made contact with one of the balls from the batting machine. I was like, oh, no, I'm absolutely gone here. Um, But it was fun to sort of see the... um, the, the speedometer, the
3: the pace that yeah. it just comes at you. Yes.
4: And you, wh- wh- how fast did you try and uh, whack one of theirs? Ninety.
3: Yeah, we tried to dial it up to ninety miles an hour. With the fastballs in the uh, MLB uh, are up around ninety to a hundred. Yeah. So uh, they pitched a couple at ninety, and I didn't get near them. No, you, you, <laughs> you
4: almost need to swing as it as you see it come out. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah,
2: thanks to Eric at the Giants down there. They looked after us. Um, still wearing my Giants cap around, um, <laughs> had it on this week. Uh, men's, we, you're going to do some headlines for us before we go.
3: Thank you, boys. Yeah, we are. We, uh, we're going to have a look at uh, a headline for the AFL 2023 season. So we've looked at what is it going to be this year that people are going to talk about. Now, the headline that you will look out for in this AFL upcoming season is I believe that people are going to say, you need two genuine rucks to be able to compete. And the reason that is going to be is Max Gorn and Brady Grundy is going to be a huge success this year. In the past or in the previous couple of years, people have said maybe the Ruckman's dying. It is coming back this year, and I guarantee you, you'll get people saying you need two Rucks. And Collingwood
2: are going to hate it. I'll give you a quick cricket score uh, while we're on this. Seven for 401. Kawaja still there. 174 not out.
3: And uh, on the sample, the headline is going to be, how do you stop North Adelaide's midfield? They've just recently recruited Sam Mays. They've got the McGarry medalist in Aaron Young, a, a former McGarry medalist in Campbell Coombe. Harrison Wig runs through there as well. Uh, it's going to be a nice midfield to watch. Yes, they are elite in there. What about just for Adelaide in
2: general? What do you think the biggest headline will be across the winter?
3: This will be the biggest headline and the biggest success, and I guarantee you that. It is going to be that Gather Round needs to stay in Adelaide. Love it for years to come. We are going to put on an incredible show here in Adelaide. They're going to do it so well. The round is going to be a huge success that there'll be calls and claims straight away. You've got to lock this in for the next three to five years in Adelaide because you are on a winner of the AFL and make sure you back in South Australia and Adelaide again.
2: I love it, Mens. Uh, I want to thank our other co-hosts, uh, Jade Rawlings, Chad Sayers, Adam Cooney, Brett Ma, your brother, Troy, Troy Menzel, for filling in across the summer. We've had an absolute ball. And also thanks to um, Sam Thompson and Julian Barnard for letting us basically sit here for the whole summer.
3: Yeah, it's been incredible (laughs) to to touch on all of these sports, to speak with such great guests. And... uh, be able to cover all of this over the last five months. Bonds have been great and I've enjoyed it doing it with you as well. And to
2: everyone out there who's been part of the show as well, if you sent a text in, you've called in, we appreciate you all and we appreciate you for listening. Next week, Malcolm Blight, David Wieldy are back on Sports Day SA and Wednesday they will have the coach of the Crows, Matthew Nix, right here on Sports Day SA. Thanks, everyone. See you later. See you later, everyone.
1: The award winning seven seat Kia Sorrento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA, 100% Australian owned, with energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. You're listening to Sports Day.